This is HEC Media. Welcome to Talking with Authors, a program dedicated to speaking with some of the best-selling authors around, covering many different genres. I'm your podcast host, Rod Milam, for HEC Media. With the help of independent bookstore Left Bank Books and the St. Louis County Library, we're able to sit down with amazing writers and thought leaders to discuss their work, their inspiration, and what makes them special. By the way, you can also watch video versions of most of these interviews by going to hecmedia.org. Now, after the initial weeks of the coronavirus global shutdown, we were able to set up remote interviews with many authors. Now, sound quality might be slightly different than our previous podcasts, but they still contain the same great content that you've come to expect. Today, our guest is New York Times bestselling author Linda Castillo. We spoke with her via Zoom in July of 2020 about her book, Outsider, a novel of suspense available through Macmillan Publishers. She's the author of over 30 novels, including the immensely popular Kate Burkholder series, in which a small-town chief of police investigates crimes in the same Amish community she once belonged to. Her background in this secluded society helps Kate to understand the people she's trying to protect, but having left that life behind still poses a lot of challenges. Kate has been called an outsider. She has felt very much like an outsider, not only among the Amish that she used to belong to the Amish community, but, you know, because of her past Amishness, she also is a little bit of an outsider in terms of her English counterparts. And I think the one place that Kate Burkholder fits in is her small police department. We'll learn more about Kate Burkholder's past as it's explored in the latest novel. And we'll also hear how she got interested in Amish society and why she chose to make that the setting of her most popular series. Best-selling author Linda Castillo joins us now on this edition of Talking with Authors from HEC Media and HEC Books. Here's our host this time, Kathy Brutkowski. Linda Castillo, it's so great to have you here today to talk about Outsider. Kathy, thank you. It's absolutely my pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you for having me. What fascinates you about the Amish? What got you so interested in writing a whole series of books in that evocative setting? I think one of the most intriguing things for me as a writer is that people just don't know very much about the Amish. I think there's, a, there's, there's an element of mystery about the Amish people, about their culture, even about the, the, the Anabaptist religion. And um, I don't know if you know this, but I actually started my career in romance. And in about 2007 or so, I wanted to write a breakout novel and I had a, a high concept idea, and it was a it was a terrific plot. I had some uh, terrific characters, and by that point in my career, I knew that if I didn't put this book over the top, that that it wasn't going to fly. And I took a sort of an impromptu visit to Amish country in Ohio. I'm originally from Ohio. I was with my sister and my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law grew up in a 200-year-old farmhouse in the middle of Amish country, and we're visiting family. We're uh, standing in the front yard saying our goodbyes. It's like 20 below zero. There's 10 inches of snow on the ground, and an Amish buggy comes by on the road. I hear the clip-clop of shod hooves, and I turned and I looked, and, you know, being a writer, uh, I thought about that idea, this high-concept idea for a thriller that I had been toying with for uh, four months. And at that moment, I knew that I was going to set that book among the Amish. 
what about the sort of push-pull that I felt in Outsider between a gritty outside world and this very private community of the Amish? Was that an intentional sort of thing? You know, one of the things that I try to do uh, when I when I depict the Amish uh, in my books is I try to make them as realistic as possible. Uh, one of the tenets of uh, of the Amish, in particular, is that they consider themselves separate from the rest of the world, and I think that was one of the things, especially being uh, my being a crime writer. I think it really adds such an interesting element, you know, especially since my protagonist, Kate Brookholder, is a chief of police and she knows the Amish. She sort of knows um, all of the, the underpinnings of, of how the culture works. And, you know, that's, that, that, there are just so many things that intrigue me about this, uh, about this culture. I just, um, you know, one of the things in particular you know, you talked a little bit about the push and the pull is if you think about these books in terms of uh, crime fiction, you know, you, you see Ohio Amish country. It's a very beautiful, peaceful, bucolic place. And one of the things, you know, other things that very much intrigued me as a writer is that, you know, I wanted to have the introduction of something evil into this, you know, this benign and, and rather innocent society. And uh, I think it really, it really works in a special way with these books. I think so, too. I think so, too. And I loved a quote from one of your characters in this book, Adam, when he says, different doesn't mean dumb, doesn't mean we don't understand the ways of the world. You know, it's just they don't live within those ways of the world. Because this is one of those situations where the outside world really intrudes on the Amish community. You know, it really does. And I think, you know, there are many times in writing these books that I felt what Adam was saying when he made that statement um, to, to give sort of an idea about what this book is about. Uh, uh, Chief of Police Kate Burkholder is formerly Amish um, in a small Ohio town in the heart of uh, Amish country. And she receives a call from, uh, from an Amish person saying that they've discovered uh, a wrecked automobile, uh, uh, actually a truck, uh, in, uh, on, a, on a back road. And Kate goes to investigate and she discovers that uh, she knows this person. The person had asked for her uh, specifically. And uh, the person who is in the truck is injured and uh, she is a police officer. And more importantly, she was Kate's best friend. Uh, she was the first English girl that Kate met after she left the Amish uh, when, you know, Kate left when she was about 18 years old. And they went through the uh, police academy together. They became young police officers together. And they had a falling out. I don't want to give away too much about the book, but Gina Calarosa uh, is this character's name. And she was absolutely a fascinating character. Not only did I get to explore Gina, but this is one of those books, even though it's the 12th book in the series, that I really learned a lot of things about Kate Burkholder. Do you think that's because you had this foil in Gina? She could reflect back Kate? Yeah, absolutely. I knew Gina, Gina Colorosa is actually mentioned in the very first book in the series, Sworn to Silence. But of course, she's only mentioned in passing. Uh, she you know, doesn't make an appearance or anything like that. I've always known she was there. 
And I'm a firm believer in that when you're a writer, sort of in your subconscious is always working on different things, even when you're not aware of it. And I think I've been working on Gina all of these years. And I sort of always wanted to tell that story. How did Kate learn not to be on, uh, not to be Amish? How did she learn to become English? And we knew there were, you know, some bad behaviors in there and some bad habits and things that young people uh, tend to get into when they're that age. Uh, but, uh, but this, this relationship tells the story and I actually do flashback a few times and it really gives the reader a glimpse of, you know, some of the things that built Kate Burkholder into the person she is today. And that relationship also added another layer of tension to the whole narrative because they were close and then Gina's in a situation that Kate's wondering about, you know, I won't reveal too much, but it really adds another layer of mystery to it. Yeah, it really does. And I think one of the, one of the reoccurring uh, themes in this book uh, is trust. You know, I think there is, you know, if you think about the friends that we had as young women, that, that the female bond is a strong thing. And I think, you know, trust when you're young, it comes so easily. And then as you get older, you know, sometimes we become just a little bit more cynical than we want to become. And I think that, um, you know, the friendship between Kate and Gina, um, it, was, it was an honest and it was a genuine relationship. And I think toward the, you know, right before Kate left the Columbus Division of Police, something happened uh, that, that, that sort of prompted her to leave, that, that prompted her to return to Painter's Mill. And Gina was a big part of that. So the town of Painter's Mill is fictional. Is that correct? It is, yes. How did you create the details of that town? So one of my favorite things to do, I grew up in small town, Ohio. Uh, I have a funny story about that. Um, one of the first times that I met uh, my, my agent and my editor in New York, I'd made a trip to New York and they're, you know, they're asking me about, you know, my past, where are you from? And I said, uh, Ithaca. And they're like, oh, you know, Ithaca, New York. And I said, no, Ithaca, Ohio, population 79. And so I grew up in small town, Ohio, and um, I, I just love small towns. Um, I love the close-knit feeling and some of the secrets that sort of simmer just beneath the surface that you sort of, you know, they're there and maybe you don't know all the ins and outs about these secrets. Uh, but I wanted Painter's Mill. You know, of course, it's a very bucolic town. Um, about one-third of the population of Painter's Mill is Amish. And um, last time I mentioned population, I think there are about 5,300 souls in the town of Painter's Mill. But it's, it's a very typical um, Midwestern small town. And how did you get the details so spot on with the Amish community? There's so many details that you know about the way of life. How did you find out all those? I tend to become a little bit obsessed. And uh, John Hochstetler um, wrote a wonderful, wonderful book about, uh, about the Amish culture. And, you know, every summer I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to go on book tour. And, of course, I travel to Ohio and I have befriended I have a great friend, Denise, who is a librarian, and I met her at an event, 
And she's sort of a social butterfly and she knows a lot of the Amish. And so I was lucky enough to be able to visit, uh, visit an Amish farm and have dinner with the family. Um, we've gone to the um, Amish and Mennonite Heritage Center and uh, talked to the, the curator who, uh, you know, who oversees the place. And I think probably more than anything, it is being there and being able to talk to the Amish um, that, that has taught me more than anything and, you know, and of course I do, you know, learn a lot um, online. Denise was also able to, um, she furnished me with a, a Pennsylvania Dutch uh, dictionary, English to Dutch and Dutch to English, which is actually German, but they call it Dutch. And it just, um, you know, I, I think I get it. Um, I, I'm sure it's not perfect, but I think for the most part, um, I'm able to depict them in a very honest um, and genuine way. Well, you also seem to know your way around the police business a bit. How did you find out about that? You know, when I conceived the idea for the first book in this series, I knew absolutely nothing about law enforcement. And the first thing I did, a uh, writer buddy and I went and joined the Citizens Police Academy. I was living in Dallas at the time. And uh, it was a very serious. Uh, it was like a 12-week course. We went um, one evening a week, and basically they had officers and detectives and sergeants come in and talk about what they did. Uh, we heard from homicide, crimes against persons. Um, some of them were pretty tough. Uh, child things like child abuse, um, uh, you know, narcotics. Uh, I can tell you that the gentleman who put on the Citizens Police Academy in, it was actually Plano, Texas, which is a little north of Dallas, uh, Sergeant McGilligot, he was a funny guy. He worked um, undercover narcotics for uh, 23 years, and he really knew his way around. He was very funny, and uh, it was, um, you know, I got to do ride-alongs with both male and female officers, and in terms of writing, being there when, you know, when they took a call, whether it was a domestic dispute, whether it was a possible burglary or a disturbance in a park, it was really, really helpful because I was able to talk to them and I was be able, you know, I could ask them questions and I sort of knew what they were thinking, whether they were worried, whether they were putting on a brave front. So it was really, really helpful to have that limited experience when I started writing this series. Who do you, who were you thinking of when you t titled it Outsider? Cause it could be Kate also is an outsider sort of. You know, that, that could actually be a theme of this book. Kate has been, you know, called an outsider. She has been, uh, she has felt very much like an outsider, not only, among the Amish, uh, the, you know, that she used to belong to the Amish community. But, you know, because of her past Amishness, she also is a little bit of an outsider in terms of, um, you know, her English counterparts. And I think the one place that Kate Burkholder fits in is, um, is her small police department. And, you know, if you look at Gina Colarosa, who is the, the outsider who arrived on scene uh, through everything into turmoil, she is she is every bit an outsider in every way uh, every way possible. But I think 
Um, you know, as I, as I mentioned before, you know, sometimes even though she's an outsider, you know, they were able to find common ground. And I thought that was uh, pretty cool. Linda Castillo on the characters in her most recent novel. In just a bit, she'll give us a glimpse into the next story she's writing right now. A young woman returns to Painter's Mill and the next day her body is discovered in a motel. She's been brutally murdered. And uh, Kate Burkholder knew this girl when she was a young girl. Kate's a little bit older. And Kate thinks to herself, this girl was the only girl who was worse at being Amish than I was. We'll also hear her feelings on the TV movie adaptation of one of her books and learn how she got started writing as we continue with Linda Castillo on Talking With Authors from HEC Media and HEC Books. Educate Today offers an ever-growing library of the highest quality video resources, curriculum materials, and interactive programs, all of which are designed to challenge thinking, inspire creativity, and empower learning of students, educators, parents, and lifelong learners. And you can find out more about all these programs by going online to educate.today. That's educate.today. Did you always want to be a writer? <laughs> well, you know, I actually did. I wrote my first, um, my first novel when I was 13 years old. And uh, it, was, it was about two girls who were you know, 13 years old who ran away from home on their Appaloosa horses. And uh, I've always loved to create characters. I've always loved putting those characters perhaps in slightly dangerous situations or send them off on some adventure. And I've loved creating places, for example, Painters Mill, Ohio, you know, things like that. That's one of the things that I, I love to do as a writer. So probably at this point, your reading community probably feels they really know Kate Buckle, right? Yes, they feel like they know Kate Burkholder. Um, I have to add that, you know, I think one of the challenges that any writer who is writing a series, uh, really regardless of genre, I think one of the challenges that we face is that we, you know, we need to keep the stories fresh I think sometimes that entails um, keeping the characters growing in some way, or perhaps even um, revealing new information about, um, about the characters. And sometimes that's a little bit of a challenge. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that happens, and it doesn't happen often, a spontaneous thing when I learn something new about a character, when a character tells me something I didn't know about them, that is always a beautiful moment. One of your books, I think it is your first Kate Burkholder novel, Sworn to Silence, was made into a Lifetime movie. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. What was that like? It was, it was really... Um, it, it seemed like it was sort of a long time coming and um, I would have loved to have been more involved than what I was. Uh, it was actually a two hour original movie that um, was written. Uh, the script was written for lifetime and uh, they did. Uh, I, it was very, very exciting. Um, one of the things that Nev Campbell was Kate Burkholder, by the way, and she was a fantastic Kate Burkholder. She did a wonderful job with the character. Um, another thing that they really did a nice job with was the depiction of Painter's Mill. 
This movie was actually filmed um, in and around Toronto, Canada. And uh, they did a very, very, very good job of capturing that small town, um, that small town feeling. And of course, you know, Sworn to Silence was, you know, it was a thriller. Sometimes it was scary and sometimes it was intense. They sort of, the Lifetime people, the producer and everybody, they sort of uh, softened, softened it up a little bit for um, for the lifetime uh, specific audience, but you know, overall, it was fun and it was exciting, and I I really really enjoyed uh, whatever small part I played in that. What's What's next for you? Well, I'm actually working on uh, the next book in the series, and I'm actually about um, probably two thirds of the way finished with the book. I'm working on it right now, and it is. Um, actually, I don't even think the title has been made public yet, but I can tell you the title is Fallen, and it is very much, it's, you know, one of the things that I love to do with, with every book is I want it to be, I want the readers to, you know, know that Kate Burkholder is going to be there, that her, uh, the, the, the officers of her small police department are going to be there. John Tomasetti is her love interest. And all of that is is there, and yet um, I do introduce sort of a fresh element. It's it's an interesting storyline. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to uh, tell you about it without giving away too much. Uh, in a nutshell, what happens is a, a young woman who was Amish in the town of Painters Mill left the Amish uh, a few years before. She returns to Painter's Mill and, you know, the next day her body is discovered in a, in a motel. She's been uh, brutally murdered. And uh, Kate Burkholder um, knew this, this girl when she was a young girl. Kate's a little bit older. And uh, she was uh, the, one of the things that um, I wrote about uh, this character is that when Kate's thinking about her, uh, Kate thinks to herself, uh, this girl was the only girl who was ever worse at being Amish than what I was. And uh, so there, there are a few parallels there. So there's, you know, there, there's, you know, some emotional things going on for Kate as she goes through this investigation. Well, you certainly have a fully realized character in Kate. And I can tell you like that character. You probably love spending time with her when you're writing. It seems. You know, I do. I do enjoy Kate Burkholder. Um, early on, one of the things that I knew that I would do with Kate is um, she would be, you know, sort of an imperfect character, especially early on. You know, the readers, if they began with the first book and they read through the series, they have seen Kate grow. She's grown as a person. She's grown as a woman. And she has grown as a police officer. And I think that growth is one of the things that makes Kate Burkholder such a sympathetic character. Thank you for being with us. It's just lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much, Kathy. It was my pleasure. Linda Castillo on the personal growth of her most popular character. Now to close out our podcast, we'll listen to Linda read a passage from her book, Outsider, a novel of suspense. She'd always known they would come for her. She knew when they did that it would be violent and fast and happen in the dead of night. Despite all the training, the mental and physical preparation, 
She'd also known that when the time came, she wouldn't be ready. She wasn't sure what woke her, some barely discernible noise outside the front door, the scuff of a boot against a concrete step, the clunk of a car door as it was quietly closed, the crunch of snow beneath a leather sole, or maybe it was that change in the air, like the energy of a static charge an instant before a lightning strike. That's best-selling author Linda Castillo as we spoke with her in July of 2020 about her latest book, Outsider, a novel of suspense, available through Macmillan Publishing. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Talking With Authors. Remember, you can watch most of the episodes of this program by going online to hecmedia.org. Also, be sure to follow us on social media. Just search for Talking With Authors on all social media platforms. And if you haven't done so yet, please rate and review this program wherever you get your podcasts. The host and producer of the video version of this program was Kathy Brodkowski. The editor was Peter Foggy. Supervising producer was Julie Winkle. Production support by Jane Ballou and Christina Chastain. AGC Media Executive Director is Dennis Riggs. The Talking With Authors podcast executive producer is Christina Chastain. This podcast audio editing was by Ben Smith. And this episode's producer was Paul Langdon. And I'm Rod Milam, your podcast host. Special thanks to the St. Louis County Library and Left Bank Books. Again, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. This is HEC Media. You wake up, you get dressed, you prepare for a day of challenging and inspiring young minds. But maybe all you get is frustration and anxiety. You are a teacher. In the Classroom Matters podcast, we discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of education. We talk to people such as Kim Bearden, co-founder of the Ron Clark Academy, Ken Williams, creator of Unfold the Soul, Teacher of the Year Beth Davey, and so many more insightful educators. Because your voice matters, your experience matters, your classroom matters. Classroom Matters with Christy Hool, a new podcast from Educate.today. Subscribe and download now.